your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings on Birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where Sheila don't read both 7,000 And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, that's really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. It's the second annual Osprey Awards, the biggest night in entertainment where all the stars come together to celebrate the year that was for concussion knuckles and aunties alike. Let's head down to the red carpet where the stars of the night are mingling in a responsibly distant manner. Look, there's former James Madison quarterback Ben DiNucci dressed up like Santa Claus. It looks like he's talking to a giant anthropomorphic mug. Oh my, what a gag. Here comes Marissa Morris popping up for air after her sip of coffee. And here comes Zach Berman on his bicycle. It looks like Lance Armstrong is trailing behind him. Check out those calves. This is a big night for the big Australian, Jordan Mailata, who was nominated eight times, including for the coveted Emperor Penguin Award. There he is, strutting down the red carpet, guitar in hand. And who is that behind him? Why... It looks like none other than Christopher Hewitt, the guy who played Mr. Belvedere himself. That's nice. He's walking over to say hi to Carson Wentz, who's warming the bench. Oh, no. Mr. Belvedere, don't sit down. Well, I guess that means it's time to head inside. Let's fire up the Ospreys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second fourth annual Osprey Awards. There is plenty of Eagles news to discuss, the signing of Steven Nelson, the renewed rumors about a potential Deshaun Watson trade, the anticipation of the start of Nick Sirianni's first training camp, and we will get to all of that on Wednesday. <laughs> Tonight, ridiculously enough, is all about last season. Those of you who tuned into the first fourth annual Ospreys witnessed an incisive character study on the effects of flailing internet to a middle-aged man with delusions of grandeur. The Ospreys committee has spent the past four months working tirelessly to make sure that tonight's events go off without a hit. (laughs) Did I get ya? Anyway, what better way to get ready for the start of a new season than by celebrating the last one? You know, the one that got everybody fired or, or almost everybody. I'm sorry to say that uh, Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson are not able to join us tonight, but we do have some exciting surprises coming your way, so don't go anywhere. Before we get into the festivities, though, let's talk about vaccines, huh? (laughs) What a delight it must be for longtime Birds with Friends listeners to follow the news these days. All the old characters from seasons past are popping up in new, unexpected ways. You've got Roger Goodell who was nominated, by the way, for tonight's Emperor Penguin Award, with an unprecedented face turn, stacking the deck against unvaccinated players and standing on the side of science. 
It's like the classic uh, onion post about the worst person you know who you know makes a good makes the great point. I haven't respected an odious person's decision this much since Urban Meyer quit coaching. What's that? He's still coaching? You can't be in the NFL? And he, he tried to hire a racist strength coach? <laughs> He's already been fined for having an Oklahoma drill in spring practices? Okay, I guess that does make sense. Uh, and then there's our old friend, the famous rapper himself, Cole Beasley, who has dominated the Twitter headlines with his anti-vax talking points. I mean, uh, what's next? Joe Biden replacing Dr. Fauci with Greg Cosell? Back to Beasley, it's, uh, it's sort of like he said in his hit single, 80 Stings, all because the stigma, I reply with this first enigma. Gotta listen back just to learn the picture. My first description, take the earth to spin. Before the verse can hit him, I'm the first with the skin of what's against what's in the inaudible of rap elites, but actually it only took one to revert the system. Get him. Look at how I curve the rhythm, just squirting venom like a nervous cobra with no one you know of that's working with him. So yes, it seems like we are preparing for a season in which one of the major storylines is going to be who's vaccinated and who isn't. And just like everybody else, you know, I'm a little disappointed. I was looking forward to things getting back to normal so I could go into the locker room and ask the players the questions we all want answers to, like, how was your pandemic? Unfortunately, people being selfish is going to drag this thing on way longer than it has to be. It's just like an episode of Birds with Friends. Mm -hmm. And with that... It's time to bring in our co-hosts of the evening, the fastest valet in the West, Zach Berman, and the son, the proud son of the viral mango-cutting sensation, Sheila Kapadia. Gentlemen, welcome to the Ospreys. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for this podcast. We have much to discuss. Stephen Nelson signing training camp beginning Wednesday, and we're discussing uh, the, the season that finished what? Eight months ago now, um, so nonetheless, this is this is uh, this is gonna be fun. I'm I am uh, I'm excited to entertain you here, or well, to be entertained and to see what happens during these next what thirty minutes. I I would say forty five <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like about this podcast is that I had to do no prep. I just get to sit here, show up, and watch. And yes, Zach, I did. You know, ask my wife, hey, show, we got anything to watch? After the Ospreys, and she's like, after the Ospreys, it was going to be what is it going to be like 1130 midnight? I'm going to be asleep. So, uh, you know, as you uh, mentioned, I believe Carson Wentz there has the audience of one. This is sort of the reverse. You know, this is the uh, I don't know how to put it, but uh, this is Bo's night. You know, we all saw how yeah. shook he was after the last time. And so uh, as much as it would make sense today to talk about Deshaun Watson, Steven Nelson, training camp, finally some juice with this team, uh, we're going to hand this night over to Bo, let him do his thing just this once. And uh, I can't promise we won't be crushing him in a few minutes from now, but uh, certainly we'll get back to crushing him consistently later this week. Well, listen, we are going to have daily podcasts starting Wednesday. There's going to be plenty, to, plenty of time to talk about that stuff. Tonight is a celebration. And Marissa uh, has been kind enough to uh, to join in on the fray. She's got that uh, delightful background there. So should we should we get into the action? What do you guys think? 
I think that's right. And if everyone wants to take a pause before we get into the action, you know, right. Oh, other, I guess it's the other shoulder there. Uh, you got the Instagram plug. You want to see my mom cutting a mango. I don't know if that's up for an Osprey, but certainly uh, it should be. And, um, you know, some other, other, uh, I think the content has, has really taken off so far. So go ahead, pause the well, show, give it a follow, grab your kids' phones, grab your, you know, husband's wife's phones, whatever. They won't notice. Go ahead, go give the, give it a follow on Instagram, and then uh, you can come back and watch the Ospreys. And I would say after after the Ospreys, uh, we had three stories on The Athletic today. <laughs> the All Ospreys three of us, Florida Eagles we content. There's going to be stuff and up tomorrow. There's plenty of time to read We have exciting stories. I'm, I'm very excited for some of the stories that we have coming up in the hobby. <laughs> Zach's so got a banger dropping sure, tomorrow. That's yeah, fine. So make we'll sure you, you, you check all this stuff out. Okay. Let's get to the action here. Nice job, Tim. Thank you. And uh, let's start. I would say, as we usually do, with the Best Separating Player Award uh, on the defense. Last year, the winner was Craig James. And to present tonight's award, we bring in a man. You know, I'm wearing a tie, but this man loves a different type of tie more than anybody else we know. Let's send it in. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> And the Ospreys continue from here in beautiful Motovun in Croatia, where the, uh, the medieval, uh, I think medieval, uh, Motovunians defended their city with this uh, fortress behind us. And uh, on that note, it's now time to present the Osprey for the best separating player on defense. And the nominees are... Alex Singleton. You'll let it in like the music afterwards, I'm sure. But right, uh, TJ <laughs> Edwards. Uh, Josh Sweat. T.Y. McGill. Major upset that T.Y. McGill is being talked about in Motovun, Croatia. And Malik Jackson. That's the Z-Berm special right there. Malik Jackson. Not exactly a strong... Strong field. And the Osprey goes to envelope, please. The Osprey goes to Josh Sweat. Congratulations to Josh Sweat. And goodbye to everybody stateside. There you go. Wow. What do you guys think? Congratulations to Josh Sweat. Zach, uh, a big for your brand for Josh Sweat to win an early Osprey. Sure. He's going to put this right with the Neil Hunter's contract in his negotiations, right? Like the, his sacks, I think he has 10 and a half career sacks, uh, the, the Neil Hunter comps, and then the Osprey Award. I mean, if you think I have any analysis on, on last <laughs> season at this point, you're coming to the wrong place. I mean, I, I can't remember. I didn't know if T.Y. McGill was an actual person or if you were throwing that in there, but uh, great to see Dennis. Dennis, uh, of course, DFOP, uh, keeper of all things. Uh, does he have an official title? Host? No? Well, we should give him, probably give him an official title. But um, loyal listener from the beginning, keeps track of all our contests. So good to see Dennis and the little guy there. All right. Next up, we have the award for best separating player on offense. And the nominees are Richard Rogers, also known as Dick Rod, Quez Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Mailata, and Travis Fulgham. How would you guys 
analyze these candidates? I, I would say Jordan Maialata is deserving of this considering the way he stepped in. And then I would also plug Bo's outstanding Jordan Maialata story. Make sure you check that out. Uh, really shows his journey here to the left tackle position. I would go with Travis Fulgham. You know, he gave he gave the offense some juice. He was someone that people could actually get excited about during what was a miserable season that we are now recounting uh, months later. So, uh, you know, I know the coaching staff soured on him, but I, I will go with the Travis Fulgham. All right. Well, and to announce the winner of the Best Supporting Player Award, we bring in a very heavy hitter. Hey, this is Fred Ottman, Tugboat, Typhoon, the Shockmaster, the B-A-double-D. <laughs> Big Steel Man coming at you live from Tennessee, where I'm currently at. And this message is going out to Travis Fulgham, okay? Travis, your friend Robert Wolf got a hold of me, okay? Oh, my God. And he told me you were up for best subroding player, Okay. Well, he said that you stole the show and you deserve this award. And congratulations to all the nominees. He said you guys had fun the other day talking about tugboats, WWF run. <laughs> That's me, my brother. And the natural disasters ruled the arenas. God bless. You can't get any better than that. <laughs> so... For the best supporting player and the Osprey Award <laughs> for best separating player goes to Travis Fulgham. God bless you, my brother. I hope I had everything correct. And I am very proud of you. And thanks for being such a great guy and for liking me as a wrestler. God bless you all, and have a great, great day. Bye. <laughs> what was our budget for uh, I mean, the Osprey? So long. <laughs> who is he talking to about who he who is so proud of? Travis. <laughs> yeah, Travis. He's proud of Travis. He won an Osprey. Uh, we mentioned talking about on the show the other day. I mean, the other month. So Yeah, when was that? Yeah, he was happy yeah. to help out. Okay, well, that was good. That that is from a time when I did watch uh, wrestling, so that's good. I'm glad you were able to uh, get him. And uh, yeah, I, I you should if I would like to Instagram that expense report. If you want to send it my way, then I'll post <laughs> that on my Instagram. Whatever you paid to do the cameo of Tugboat. Fair enough. Uh, and of course, uh, Boston Scott won uh, the best supporting player in 2019. I, right. I really don't think we need to revisit the two thousand. With all due respect, it's your show, but I think if we don't mention who won in two thousand nineteen, it'll be okay. No, we have to. I have, it's all. It's for my own edification. Uh, all right, uh, we move on now to the Come Black Swan Award for Comeback Player of the Year. This was won by Brandon Brooks in two thousand nineteen. The nominees this year: Rodney McLeod, Jason Peters, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. And Hassan Ridgeway. How do you guys break it down? Uh, not Alshon. Probably, <laughs> uh, probably Roddy McLeod. He, he, uh, yeah, I, I would go McLeod for this one. I, I don't have a student analysis. I, I don't think anyone really came back and was like lights out last year. But McLeod would lead that group, in my opinion. 
Sure. Roddy McLeod played in football games. All right. And the Osprey for comeback player of the year, the comeback score does indeed go to Rodney McLeod. Congratulations to Rodney McLeod as he tries to work his way back from another injury this year. All right. We move on to the Rags to Ostriches Award for the most improved player. The nominees, Alex Singleton, Josh Sweat, Rick Lovato, Jordan Mailata, and Nate Herbig. Sheil, why don't we toss it to you this time? Rags to ostriches? Is, is yes, most improved, most improved player. Oh, mo most improved. Okay. Well, I have no idea uh, what Alex Singleton was doing in 2019. You guys might be able to. Uh, he was a uh, was special a, team. Yeah. He was practice squad special teams. Player. Okay. Well, well, he had a, I, I thought he played well. No, but then yeah. you would have to. Josh Sweat already won one. I mean, he had a nice year. I don't know if we want to give multiple awards this so, so soon into the show. Uh, Herbig, you know, what was he really improving from? That might have been what he was. Let's give it to a singleton. He got some playing time, made the Let most the team out of tackles. it. Yeah, racked up some tackles. I like the singleton. I mean, you could argue that singleton always was what he was. He just never got the opportunity. Whereas a guy like, I don't know, Jordan Mailata was potentially uh, showed that he did actually get better. One man's opinion. Well, why don't we bring in someone with some real hardware who has won a championship before? in his life to announce the winner of the Rags to Ostriches Award. Jordan, what's going on, my dude? How you doing? It's your boy Durrell from The Challenge. And I want to congratulate you on winning this year's Rags to Ostriches. Now, I have no idea what that is, but job well done, and keep up the good work. Now, I understand that you started off as a bench warmer, and then you went to a beast just in a few weeks. That's what's up, man. You got your bearings, and now you killed it. That's what's up. So congratulations to you out there. I know you're a family man. You're a dad and stuff. That's what's up. Keep up the good work. And, uh, yeah, man, keep striving to be the best that you can be in everything. And if it don't work out sometimes, it don't work out. But never quit, never give up. And I think you already got that mentality, man. So congratulations <clears throat> on winning. I just want to say it again. The Rags to Ostriches Award. Rags to Ostriches. Good job, man. Take care. Darrell, if it doesn't work out, he would be a great challenge contestant. Come on. I thought that's what he was going to say. If the whole NFL thing doesn't work out, you go on the challenge. Jordan Mailata, he's an entertaining guy. He'd be playing the guitar. He's a monster. No? Yeah, he'd be pretty good. How many cameos do Is we have Is he a in father, the though, by the way? No, I think he misread. Uh, I was talking <laughs> about us. It's okay. Oh, okay. I was, I was curious about that. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> we move on yeah, now. What to is uh, no? I, I am curious though what our budget was for this award. It's not for you to worry about. It's not a concern. Okay, of yours. <laughs> okay? it's it's none of your business. All right, we move on to the brief turkey award for worst individual game performance. The nominees: Adrian Killens, who had two offensive touches for negative ten yards against the San Francisco 49ers. Michael Jaquette who was picked on relentlessly by Kyler Murray in the loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Jamon Brown for his start in which he was uh, really bad and fixed his gloves mid-play. Carson Wentz, who went 15 of 27 for 123 yards and four turnovers against the Dallas Cowboys. And Carson Wentz, who went 24 of 42 for 270 yards, three turnovers, and was sacked eight times against Washington in week one. What stood out to you guys as the worst performance from last season? 
I mean, I thought the I thought Jamon Brown fixing the yeah. gloves mid play was pretty iconic. You know, if I was gonna have a have a terrible game, I would want to do something like that and have people remember me. So uh, I w- I would go with him. Yes, I concur there. And I I see Coach Flynn's comment by the way. I I applaud Bo for the creativity here. I am not complaining whatsoever. Thank you, Coach Flynn, for having my back. Uh, and the Osprey does indeed go. To Jamon Brown, congratulations to Jamon Brown on his first Osprey Award. We move on now. To- Jamon Brown is so thrilled. Oh, poor Jamon. I mean, nobody gets to present it to Jamon. Okay. I guess that's fitting for the award that he won. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, we move on now to the Wally Pippet Award for the best injury fill-in. And the nominees are Sua Opeta, Alex Singleton, Jordan Mailata, Travis Fulgham and Dick Rod himself, Richard Rogers. A lot of uh, a lot of repeat nominees here because there were only a few good players last season. Personally, I think uh, I think this is a, a race between Opeta and Mylotta because Fulgham didn't really go in as an injury replacement, whereas my, the, the, those offensive linemen did. This is Mylotta, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think to me, I would say this one's definitely Mylotta because he got an opportunity to play, and who knows, he might be the starting left tackle here. In week one, so you know, yeah, the, but, the Wally Pippet Award. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how much analysis we're supposed to do here, but Not by definition, much. he had he he might have Wally pipped Andre Dillard, right? Andre Dillard's supposed to be the left tackle of the future. My lot of steps in, and Andre Dillard might never be the left tackle, the starting left tackle here in Philadelphia again. Oh boy! And the Osprey for best injury fill in the Wally Pippet Award goes to Jordan Mailata. Congratulations to Jordan. That is his second win of the night. Halapulavati Vaitai was the winner last season. Oh, good, good, good job, Big V. I appreciate it. All right. It. Led to a big contract, too. Yes. We, that's true. We move on now to the Kaka Too Good Award for the best performance by an opposing player. This award has been won the last two seasons, the last two years, by Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was not nominated tonight because he did not play the Eagles, though he will twice this season. This and- is DK Metcalf, right? Would you? Oh wow! I like it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. To present this <laughs> award, we bring in a man <laughs> confident enough in his sexuality to proudly call himself a minion. Everyone, how are we doing tonight? Welcome to the second, fourth <laughs> annual Oscar Awards. My name is Defop Ryan Jones. Pleased to be with you all this evening. <laughs> I was graciously selected by Bo uh, to choose one of the awards. I feel, uh, you know, very honored and thankful that he would select me to do so. Uh, Let's get right into it. I was chosen uh, to pick the Cockatoo Good Award for best performance by an opposing player. Choosing an award, uh, you know, being a typical Negadelphian, choosing an award basically going against the Eagles, I, you know, I feel very qualified, and uh, and I feel like I'm I can do a great job selecting this. So let's let's dive in. Uh, we have five nominees tonight. We have Chase Claypool, who had seven catches for 110 yards, four total touchdowns, uh, three receiving and one rushing. If you remember, we have Sione Takitaki, who had six tackles, one yeah. pass defense, and then a 50-yard pick six. Um, we have Devonte Adams, who had 10 catches for 121 yards, two touchdowns. We have DeAndre Hopkins, who had nine catches for 169 yards, one touchdown, zero vaccines, and 11 or 12 stupid tweets regarding the COVID vaccine. So he really stuffed the stat sheet there. 
Uh, and finally, we have DK Metcalf, who had 10 catches for 177 yards and zero touchdowns. Those are the five nominees. With all due respect, uh, there was only four selections, uh, or there was only four choices here for me. Sione Takitaki, uh, with all due respect, he will not be selected for this award. <laughs> we know uh, that Wentz is obviously a loyal listener because he was throwing ducks to the opposing team all season long. And, you know, I honestly think that Zebram could have taken that, that uh, pick six to the house. He basically handed it to him. So... It was an excellent effort. Come back next year. Perhaps you could be selected next year. That was a great effort, but you will not be selected for this award. It really came down to the four receivers for me. Um, now, I was not given any guidelines for this voting. Uh, so I personally uh, believe that context matters. I believe that situation matters. Uh, and with that being said, the winner of the Cockatoo Good Award for Best Performance by an Opposing Player uh, will be none other than uh, DK Metcalf. You cannot ignore uh, the context of the Eagles passing on him. Uh, this game against the Seahawks was a Monday night game on national TV. You had Lewis Riddick in the booth just absolutely destroying Howie, which I personally uh, I personally enjoyed. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that uh, that will not come as a surprise. Um, this You can't ignore the fact that they traded for Darius Slade. Uh, for situations more or less just like this. Uh, and he was simply no match uh, for DK, who had an unbelievable performance. I actually, you know, so I went through uh, all the games. I watched the highlights of them. Wow. And I looked at the, the stats and everything in. like that. And I noticed that Russell Wilson only threw for 230 yards in this game. <laughs> Which, if you told me the day before that we're going to hold Russ to 230 yards passing, I would have shaken your hand and taken that 10 times out of 10. The problem was uh, DK accounted for more than three quarters of the yards that they passed for. Uh, it was an unbelievable performance. Uh, he was just unstoppable. The Eagles had no answer for him, and he basically won them that game. Um, and like I said, you can't ignore all of the... Uh, the extenuating circumstances uh, surrounding the DK situation. Like I said, it was a Monday night game, everything like that. With that all being said, DK was an easy choice for me. Um, so yeah, Zach, you congrats to him. He gets the Cockatoo Good Award for best performance by an opposing player. Thank you guys very much. Uh, thanks to Bo for selecting me to uh, choose the award. And I hope you guys have a great night. Take care. There you go. Zebram had it nailed from the get-go. Yeah, had it nailed right away. Good for Zach. He knew the team well. All right. <laughs> we move on to the inverse award. The and, and Good job, Ryan, by the way. Yeah, yes. Good job. Yes. Put in the work. Put in the, yeah, I mean, watching the highlights. What are you going to do? Exactly. Fantastic. Uh, we move on to the inverse now. The Kaka You Suck Award for worst performance by an opposing player or coach. Zach, do you have a guess for this one? The worst performance yeah, by. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we bring in? Uh, yeah, why don't Nick we bring Mullins, in another probably... presenter? I'll oh, go Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins. That's interesting. Why don't we bring Eagles. in someone uh, who I would say puts the deer in Belvedere? <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Malala. I'm glad to call you a close personal friend. What was that? You say I'm even braver than you? Hold on one second. I'll call you back. I have to present an award on a podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Killa Cow, and asking me if I'm one of Bo's minions is a HIPAA violation. 
Tonight, I'll be presenting the Osprey for the Kaka You Suck Award for Worst Performance by an Opposing Player or Coach. This award recognizes the man who self-belvedered harder than any other in the 2020 season. And boy, was it hard to pick. Here are your nominees. Daniel Jones, 20 for 30, 187 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one famous stumble. Ben DiNucci, 21 for 40, 180 yards, four sacks, 64.6 rating. Cedric Wilson, two carries for negative 11 yards, zero catches on two targets. Trent Williams, dominated by Derek Barnett. Sean Payton, losing to a rookie QB in first start, thereby costing them a number one seed. And the Osprey goes to Sean Payton. Wait, do you hear that? Hey, chingity ching, maron, maron, it's Dinucci the QB. Chingity ching, maron, maron, the Italian Christmas QB. Maron, that's Benny Dinucci's music. Benny Dinucci wins the Osprey. Fantastic. I think the right person won there. Kill a cow, good job. I think that's right. Uh, all right, we move on now to one of my favorite awards. Uh, as we, you know, we forget about last season, the Chicken Little Award for Best Short-Lived Storyline of the Season. And the nominees are Josh McCown being on the practice squad. Oh. Jason Peters walking into Doug Peterson's office and demanding a raise. <laughs> Tank that was Gate. my favorite. Tank Gate. Uh, Doug Peterson refusing to name a starting quarterback every week. And finally, Hakeem Butler's one snap. What well, do you guys so think? I feel like Peters, Tankgate, and the QBs had more legs, right? Like, like that one, mm, those, those lasted a bit. I, I would go Josh McCown practice squad. It was much very was funny. Made, yeah, yeah, much was made about that. And then it was gone like a week or exactly. two. Exactly. So I'm going with Cal. Yeah, I think that one was perfect because it just sort of epitomizes <laughs> everything that was wrong with this franchise yeah. last year, and some of it may still be wrong. You know, it was like it was like make this move. Uh, you know, spread it to your uh, national headline. media exactly. pals. Boy, the the Eagles—they're so far ahead of every organization. They're thinking ahead that they're putting Josh McCown on their practice squad. He's living in Cambodia, but he's not going to get COVID there. And so if they need him back, he won't be getting the spread. No, it was ridiculous from the beginning. Uh, it was ridiculous throughout. And it was something I would have never remembered uh, if it wasn't brought up right here. Which <laughs> and, is the, uh, that's the perfect <laughs> description of exactly what should win As this you award. Can see, I was getting worked yeah. up for no reason over the stupid thing <laughs> months later. And so, yes, I think that should win the award. Well, the Osprey for best short lived storyline of the season goes to Josh McCown being on the practice squad. Congratulations. To Josh McCown, the Eagles. I did get a lot of mileage out of the Jason Peters jokes, though. I feel like last yeah, year, I will good. say that. Yeah. All right, we move on to the Golden Fruit Dove Award for the player with the most juice, and the nominees: Travis Fulgham, Jordan Mailata, Juice, Jalen Hurts, Quez Watkins, and Miles Sanders. Who do you think had the most juice on the Eagles oh, last boy, season? Boy, that is that is a juice-free beverage card if I've ever seen one. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, you got a lot of seltzer in there. 
Yeah, probably Jalen Hurts, right? Steps in, beats the Saints I'm, I'm on Monday Night Football, uh, uh, unseats the franchise quarterback. So, yeah, I, I would go Jalen Hurts for this. Yeah, I think it would come down to Hurts or Fulgum. Uh, Quest Watkins. <laughs> I mean, who did Quest Watkins must have gone to what, what they have those like luncheons and stuff leading up to the awards? Was he the yeah. only one who showed up? He did the first yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an uh, indictment of the whole team that Quest Watkins uh, would be nominated. Yeah, we. I think we can give Jalen Hurts the nod. I mean, when he first came in, those first uh, couple yeah, games, it's exciting he did to see him. You know, yeah, there's juice to see the guy. You know, yeah. when he gets his first start. And, uh, well, let's open up the envelope and the Osprey for the player with the most juice. The Golden Fruit Dub Award goes to Jalen Hurts. Congratulations to Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders won in 2019. And uh, just going back a bit, because these are this that was a funny category, the uh, winner for the uh, best short-lived storyline in 2019 was Orlando Skandrick. By the way, yeah. glad yeah. we got that in there. Yeah, I I have one other candidate for that chicken little one. I I, no. I do think the Josh Ooh. McCown was the correct one, but uh, uh, Rich Gangarello, well, uh, stepping in to be like the uh, the savant for the offense, yeah. right? But and it then, did last throughout the season. It was like, what is Gangarello doing? Sure, but yeah, I think they realized pretty quickly, like, yeah, he has no role here, right? Or I, yeah, he didn't really have much to do. Owen points out that the Quez spin move was electric, and you're right, that Owen. Was, yeah, one that, that, yeah. was, that was a juicy moment. That yeah. was enough to yeah, yeah. that was enough yeah. to get him a nomination. I think if we picked the like ten plays that had the most juice, that that one well, would probably be in there. So I stand yeah. corrected. As All I right. told you, I remember nothing from last season. <laughs> That's fine. That's what this whole exercise is about. Uh, the next award is the Beautiful Fruit Dove Award for the game with the most juice, and the nominees are the season opener against Washington. The Saints game in week 14, Jalen Hurts' first start. The 49ers win in week four, the touchdown to Travis Fulgham. The Sunday night football game against the Cowboys with Benny DiNucci going up against Carson Wentz. And then week 16 against the Cowboys when it was uh, winner controls their own destiny. Did I, did I attend any of these games? That's a question that uh, we can't answer. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't believe you uh... – did, Did I go, go to any games last year? Last year? No, no, it, was last year. it was COVID. Yeah, why yeah. would I go to yeah, the game? Yeah, yeah. yeah not I went last to, year. I went to like three games maybe. Okay, all right. This has to be week one, right? Because all all the juice left the bottle after week one last year. Uh, <laughs> but uh, think, what, about one, the, what about the Saints game? You know, you're J- yeah, juice there was. There, yeah. there, there was juice about that. But week one, like you were – you are primed to see that team, right? Um, it was uh, there was excitement in. The I don't air. remember Bo being very excited about last season. To uh, <laughs> so, but I guess Fair you're point. using the universal you there, Zach. Right? So, you weren't talking yeah. So, well, okay. this is. I, I, I will give you anecdotal evidence of of Bo's excitement. He arrives at FedEx Field week one. Does oh. not want to. Does not want to sit in that press box. Um, goes finds True. a nice seat in the stadium. Doing work before the game, myself, call, yeah. yeah, calling uh, Jack Driscoll's uh, uh, family before the game, I believe. Correct, True. doing some work ahead of time. Yeah, so Bo, Bo definitely had week one juice. Okay, there you go. Okay, well, I have, I, yeah, I don't remember any of this. So, go, <laughs> okay. yeah, I don't need to analyze it. How well, many awards in are we, by the way? Do we have a percentage? Uh, that we're, we're in here. We're not quite halfway there. There are thirty <laughs> awards to be presented tonight. All right, I'm, I'm going to quiet my analysis a little bit. So. Okay. Uh, the award for the game with the most juice goes 
Uh, it actually goes to the Saints game in week 14. Jalen Hurts beating, uh, beating Sean Payton. Bit of an upset. Uh, I just had to hit the, the silence on my editor during this podcast. Now, I don't think he's watching. Because I think then he would be like... Oh, he's calling and you had to... Not, yeah, do not silence me during... He should, you know, be, said, fo- he should be following the, you on Twitter at least. Well, I said I'm in the middle of recording a, a mm. podcast. Here. I'll call you afterwards. So. Okay, so you'll talk to him in like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> if only our bosses knew the important things we were doing right now. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like Marissa, you're, we're le- we're leaving you out here a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like no, some analysis. I'm just like making sure everything's on, yeah. running smoothly. That's okay. yeah. enjoying listening. Marissa, what podcast yeah. had the most juice last year? Oh God, you're really gonna do that to uh, me? all of them? Sorry. All of them. <laughs> like yeah, all like a nice parent, you know, all of them. Yeah. Which podcast had the most juice? That's a good question. I feel like it was the. Uh, I think Zach was asking her like different show. Like, oh, which no, I thought, show he, meant the, the, I thought he meant the he meant Birds it. with Friends episode. Oh, okay. No, um, I, I meant no, no. I meant the post game. I, I, yeah. I meant the oh, post game. I see. I see. That we went live. Me, that we just couldn't stop. We were all wearing our athletic hoodies. That mm. was a good one. It was like one o'clock in the morning, and yes. we were all like couldn't stop laughing. I think maybe we were the Giants? all wearing our athletic yeah. hoodies. It was yeah. <laughs> that was. I I think it might have been in the off season, the post draft. Donahoe thing. I mean, that, yeah. I oh, thought that was that's always um, good. There's a review just crushing us for that episode, and I thought that was pro. Oh no, there was a Reddit. Someone said someone tweeted us a Reddit uh, thing mm. that was ripping us for how long we went on about that. I I, I have no regrets. <laughs> Never. All right, we move on uh, to a pretty straightforward award, the Rook of the Year, and the nominees are Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, Jack Driscoll. Sean Bradley and Elijah Riley. There's Miles no reason Sanders. Elijah Riley should be on this. Miles list. Sanders was the one last year. Who else would you who put put on there, Zach? Uh, uh Kevon Wallace over Elijah Riley. Why? Kevon Wallace Mason. This is not listen, I'll let a lot go, but this is not a conversation <laughs> I'm having. So John uh, way in. Yeah, so John Hurts is the winner in this one. Uh John Hurts is is the winner here, but yes, Driscoll would put up a fight. Jalen Hurts. Well, uh, we have a we have a presenter for this award. Who's the winner? What is up? It is Nehemiah from Real World <laughs> Austin and also the Challenge All Stars. I am here to say congratulations to Jalen on winning the Rook of the Year award. One of my favorite awards. You got this because you're a grinder. You never give up, and you also know how to have fun. So, congratulations, Jalen, on winning an awesome award. Also, congratulations to all the nominees. You may not have won this one, but you're going to win something soon, and you're all winners in my book. Make sure you stay grinding, and that award is coming soon. <laughs> so how many challenge participants <laughs> did you – could you not pick between Darrell and Nehemiah, and you're like, oh, I'll just get them both? I love how seriously they're taking it. Unbelievable. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> August like, 11th, Zach, new season starts. Oh, yeah. I like you know? that. You don't have We're enough the, going on during August. Yeah, so. we got the preseason at that point. So. <laughs> August 11th, really? New season. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be on the road for uh, – mm. right. I didn't know it started so you soon. You got your road yeah. trips uh, planned yeah. out, Shiel? I do. So, well, for the most part, yeah. And, and the listeners, I have to say, uh, you guys did a terrible – I mean, uh, what, like three recommend – those who did recommend, thank you, but uh, not enough feedback. So I will be going uh, Baltimore yeah. to – to Buffalo, can can I enter? Is it okay? Yeah, to no, go ahead, go ahead. I will be going Baltimore 
to Buffalo, to Cleveland, to Indianapolis, back to Philadelphia. So that's, well, that's the road one. trip. That's the. I'm a little route. bit worried about you going to Buffalo. Route. Well, yeah, I I will make sure to take my precautions. So I need recommendations on two fronts. One is places to stop, you know, grab a bite. I would love to grab a coffee. You know, I'm not a big brewery guy, but I do like a brewery t-shirt or hat. So if the t-shirts and hats are good, then I can uh, stop in there. Maybe some lunch, some sandwich, some pizza. Uh, you know, I like a pizza, an acai bowl, any of that stuff. You know, recommendations on the way. Let me know. And then two, and this is a big one because I got to say my uh, overcast playlist right now is lacking. I need stuff to listen to in the car while, I, while I'm going to be uh, piling up these miles. So there were a couple of good recommendations. I already knocked them out. I already listened to the episodes that uh, a couple of people told me. So uh, books podcast like i said it could be a single episode where you say i don't love this podcast but this episode was fantastic any of that send them my way i guess we'll still use hashtag bwf road trip even though people came uh came up very small again a lot of you you know just not a good enough job so i had a uh <laughs> i had a, a road trip this uh this summer where i i stopped at, at shields alma mater a, oh along the way half okay half halfway there and I got to tell you, uh, a Monday in June, the line at the creamery, man, was I, I I couldn't even stop. I I couldn't even get ice cream. Like I mm. I did not have. I was on a six hour drive. I could not wait in that line. I was amazed to see what that line was like during the summer. But I had a a nice walk down uh, this the main strip. At College, State College Ave, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Very good. Uh, now, Creamer, that was probably a prospective students. You know, I don't know. I, I think I might have eaten there once in four years as an actual student. So that's when you're going up, you're getting the tour, you know. Yeah, you, you okay, that's probably others why I might disagree. Others might disagree with me. I don't know. That that was my experience with it. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Bob. Didn't that. mean to hijack and, the show. And yeah. a quick plug, too. If you are finished <laughs> listening, if you're if you finished listening to Birds with Friends and you want to listen to one of our articles in the car, we have a feature on the athletic app where it will really read the story to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> during this uh Is that yeah, true? during this drive, I I knocked out a bunch really? of athletic articles that, that they read sick. to you. Yeah. Who reads so, it? Who uh, why yeah. and why well, am I well, the It's it's not it's like a computerized uh version. Mm. So there's some things that that um come off a little stilted, but overall, it's a nice experience. Can I get an Indian accent like my uh Siri? You you have a lot of juice in the company. I think you can make that work. Okay, I mean, you're yeah. You've got a well, story tomorrow, Zach, that uh, people could listen to as they go on a road trip that you went on. You could, but and and you probably need all six hours to listen to it because it's it's a it's, it's a Great long flex. one. But yeah, yeah. No, I I was being self deprecating. That wasn't a flex. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy that story. It comes out tomorrow. All right, we move on to another one of my favorites, the Egrets. I've had a few award for the worst decision of the year and the nominees releasing Casey Tuhill, <laughs> drafting Jalen Rager over J Justin Jefferson, drafting Jalen Hurts, trading a third, a fifth, and giving a big new extension to Darius Slay, and finally punting to tie against the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, mine has to be Rager over Jefferson. Yeah, that is I my would go e that. Egret. 
Yeah. That's, but that's yours. Is it the Eagles? You know, you play it off like you were all in on Justin Jefferson. Now let's go check the receipts. All okay. Right? I you ranked him as ahead. strong as I was, but he that's not true. With the pick. You had three different takes on three different mediums. Well, that's an important way to cover my bases. <laughs> all right. We ranked the receivers and I ranked Jefferson head and I had the, I, I literally did an exercise where I picked the pick live and I picked Jefferson. All right, Marissa, play the tape. No, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> was like 75 videos right here. <laughs> I didn't have that much prep here. All right, that's mine. Yeah, that would be mine as, as well. But if you're of the opinion that drafting Jalen Hurts led to Carson Wentz's downfall, then because of the implications of that, you can say they might regret that decision. Fair point. And the Osprey for worst decision of the year goes to releasing Casey to Hill. Congratulations to Howie Roseman. Uh, we move on now to the goose egg award for the best Eagle to not play a game for the team. And the nominees, Marquise Goodwin, Jatavis Brown, Prince Tegawanogo, Noah Tangiai, and Elijah Holyfield. Well, Noah Tangiai probably got the most, um, pub for someone who like wasn't that amazing you know the the yeah. audacity for them to cut Noah Tangiai uh got a lot of shelf life so probably Tangiai but in terms of impact I mean uh, I would say Marquis Goodwin they could have used him last year I mean I forgot who the candidates were <laughs> so why don't you just tell me who the winner is well we have uh, somebody <laughs> to present this award let's bring in another person from the challenge Jatavis, what's up, my man? This is Brad Fiorenza from MTV's wow. Real World San Diego and beard. the challenge reaching out because I just heard the incredible news that's kind of confusing, and that's that you got the Goose Egg <laughs> Award. So I want to thank all of the nominees, but I want to say to you, my man, this is one very small step in the right direction of many big steps. I know there's something big around this next turn, so don't let the Goose Egg part of this award get you down. It is still an award. It is still a step in the right direction. You still beat out all the other nominees, and there is something big around this next turn. So rest assured, brother, there's big things in the future. So let's keep our head down and stay after it. One love, brother. Congratulations to Jatavis Brown for winning his first Osprey. Probably his last. All right. Jatavis Brown might have a Google alert on his name. And, and uh, I don't know if this is going to What's going on? Yeah. All right. We move on now to the Baby You Flutter My Bread Award for the best sponsor of Birds with Friends. And the nominees, Roman, Blue Nile, Ernest, Magic Spoon, and The Athletic. What do you guys think? I'll defer to Shio on this one. My favorite read is the Bet MGM, but that's well, not that's on not that. Exactly. Off the board. Um, <laughs> you must really love that read. <laughs> well, because, uh, because the Bet MGM one, I, I can improvise on. Right. You know, mm. you're, it, it has like talk about a sporting event coming up. Some of the other ones, um, the improvisation is a little more difficult. But of, of this group, I will go Magic Spoon because my wife is a big Magic Spoon fan. And in case she's listening, uh, she would want me to pump up Magic Spoon. So Magic Spoon. And I think Magic Spoon has been with us the longest, if mm -hmm. I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. Well, so I think I think for that. No. What has been? Well, I mean, one of them employs us. <laughs> Come on, you can be a company man or a magic spoon. And the winner for the Baby You Flutter My Bread Award 
goes to oh an upset Ernest Ernest pulling pulling the win <laughs> nobody nobody saw that coming congratulations to congratulations Ernest yes. congratulations to Ernest all right uh, it is time for a, a break here to listen to some of the people who are contending for next year's baby you flutter my bread award we'll be back in a little bit and welcome back to the second fourth annual Osprey Awards. We take a minute now to recognize the Osprey Awards that were given out at an earlier date. The Nobel Geese Flies for work in the community went to Rodney McLeod. The Osprey for Emu Solania excellence in performance by a former youth hockey player went to Jason Kelsey. The Win Some, You Lose Some Award for a thing we were most wrong about was Bo Wolf insisting the NFL season wouldn't happen. The Championship Belt Award was given to Bo Wolf for his roster prediction title. The Goose Almighty Award for Most Evangelical Evil went to Moose Johnston. The You're Only As Good As The Company You Peep Award went to Deshaun Jackson. The Rotten Egg Award went to Will Parks. The Stork Award for Delivery of the Year went to Jane Wolf. The It's Not About The Squalls, It's About The went to Doug Peterson for punting in overtime. The Flyer Flyer Pants on Fire Award once again went to Bo Wolf for sending his t-shirts to deserving listeners. The Swift Departure Award went to Rich Scangarello. The Pelican Bay Award for Best BFFs went to Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. The Grudge Hatch Award for Best Beef went to Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. The When Ren You Wish Upon a Star for Best Play by a Quarterback went to Jalen Hurts' touchdown pass to Greg Ward. The Canary Near the Goal Line Award for the Best Red Zone Touchdown went to Jalen Hurts' pass to Alshon Jeffrey. The Flocker Room Award for Best Locker Room Interview went to Kevon Seymour. The Under Their Wing Award for Best Off-Season Edition went to Javon Hargrave. The Under Their Wing Award for Best In-Season Edition went to Travis Fulgham. The Songbird of the Year went to Danucci the QB. And finally, the Peacock Award for Best Ensemble went to Marissa Morris unveiling her pyramid scheme t-shirt gentlemen how you doing how did you spend your break waiting for this to begin again <laughs> with with bated breath excited excited as could be all right well while i have you let's move on to the unnecessary award for least essential player who spent the entire season on the 53-man roster the nominees nate sudfeld jason huntley Corey clement matt pryor and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Sheil, we haven't heard from you in a few minutes. How you doing? Un, uh, I mean, were any of them necessary? Can this be a, a five-way tie? That One, would be two, unprecedented. Three, four, okay, well, I say let's unprecedent it. Well, I would argue that Sudfeld was certainly necessary for the purposes of tanking in Week 17. Oh, yeah, they couldn't have put anyone else in there to play that, that poorly. I would definitely go Jason Huntley here. <laughs> wow holy cow well, shot, he's still around at least <laughs> yeah it's just it was like they, you know, they, they acquire him and then they, gonna they show up no- you're gonna meet him for the first time and he's gonna say i watched that, <laughs> that that's your favorite Zach you thing bo when he comes in just <laughs> real strong with something crazy they had no plan for him right they had no plan for him last year so uh jason huntley would be my <laughs> <laughs> like prior was I mean, prior started games. JJ was on the field. Um, I suppose. Yeah, but they didn't even trust prior. Like, oh my gosh. yeah, but he started. What was Corey Clement me. doing on the team? I don't know. They had Jason Huntley. Why did they name Corey Clement? All right. And the Osprey 
for uh, most unnecessary player goes to Jason Huntley. Zach Berman, uh, <laughs> yeah, too, too strong to the rack. Yeah. Congratulations to Jason Huntley on his first. Was he, was he the pick all along, or or did I convince you? You'll never know. <laughs> I, I won't never know. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We move on now to the Ugly Duckling Award for the person who most surpassed expectations over the course of the 2020 season. And, you know, this Eagles team is devoid of young talent, but I would not say the same about the defops that we have in rotation. And so we send it now to one of the brightest prospects we have, Mr. Austin Flynn. Oh, Ugly Duckling Award is given to the player who exceeded expectations. <laughs> the nominees are Alex Singleton, Travis Fulgham, Jordan Mailata, Richard Rogers, and Jalen Mills. And the winner is Travis Fulgham. Make sure you get him the ball, Sirianni. And remember, <laughs> Nick Foles has never lost a Super Bowl. Trust the process and go birds. Back to you, Bo. <laughs> Thank you very much, Austin. Fantastic work. Well, well done. done. Well, I think I think a fill-in host. Well, Bo, go take some vacation. We'll get Austin Flynn some more reps here, I think. I think that's right. I know that's right. And I hope Sirianni is listening. Get him the ball. All right. We move on now to the inverse, the Bustard Award for the person or player or coach who most underachieved. And we send it now to Mr. Fast Vertical Stems himself. Mm. Bo, it's great to be here. <laughs> it's great to be fully vaccinated, unlike our sub-500 Philadelphia Phillies. And it's an honor to be a part of Osprey's 2.0 and present the Bustard Award for the player or person who most underachieved last season. The nominees are Carson Wentz, Jake Elliott, Will Parks, Doug Peterson, and Zach Ertz. And while there's a lot of bad on this list, there's clearly only one winner, and that's the worst quarterback in the NFL last season, Carson Wentz. I'd like to thank him in advance for all the schadenfreude I'm going to experience next year watching him throw blindly into defenses. And I'd like to thank the best in the business, Sheil, Zach, Bo, and Marissa, for letting me be a part of the Ospreys. Go Birds, and back to you, Bo. Job well much, done. Guys. Now, I, I will admit, uh, Coach Flynn, I thought best in the business, Sheil, I thought, <clears> you know, <throat> hope, I thought maybe we're going to end it there or maybe have some more kind. But that's okay. You know, you had, you had to get everyone in there, so I understand. Yeah, you're not the one that reached out to him. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've, clearly Marissa is the best in the business, given. Yeah, it just led me on a little emotional, like, uh, two-second journey there. You know, that's all. A little Coach Flynn shout-out here. Uh, in the story that I have coming out tomorrow, there is uh, an appearance from a former teammate of Coach Flynn's and a former player of Coach Flynn's. Wow. Mm, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, we move on now to the Pterodactyl Award. For the best performance by a player 31 years or older, the nominees, Vinnie Curry, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters, and Malik Jackson. The award was won by Brandon Graham a year ago. This needs to be Jason Kelsey, right? He, he was the, the two-man race. most I'd consistent say, yeah. player last year from them. Yeah, I think Kelsey. I thought Kelsey played well last year. Well, you know, one thing you say about Jason Kelsey is as as revered as a player he is, you know, offensive linemen don't get a chance to be nominated for Osprey Awards that much. He, he has won six in his career, 
but uh, fairly underrepresented given his, his status. And the Osprey, for best performance by a player 31 years or older, goes to Jason Kelsey. Congratulations to Mr. Kelsey. All right. Oh, you de- you definitely could have got Kelsey to uh, award give this award to himself next year. Hmm. Maybe next year. Maybe next year when we do it in person, he'll he'll be able to show up and make a surprise. <laughs> At the us. link, yes. At the link, that's right. All right. Uh, we move on now to uh, an exciting new award. Uh, of course, we all remember one of the most exciting moments of the Birds with Friends season was when the Bermans showed up. Oh, oh goodness. Oh boy. So tonight we <laughs> get to present the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance Award for the Best Birdman. And to present it, we bring in a man who proves that there is life on the other side of being migrated. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. It's such a pleasure to be here presenting at the second, fourth annual Ospreys. This is the sort of thing that only... Co- that only... No, what are you doing? I- I'm presenting for the Ospreys. No, I'm in labor. We have to go to the hospital. The Ospreys only happen once or <laughs> twice a year, Jordan. We have to go to the hospital right now. I'm going to have the rest of my life with that kid. It's fine. I'll see you in the car. Is this another BKUF thing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, folks. Well, I'm here to present the un- Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance Award for Best Berman. And the nominees are Zach, Matt, Alex, Nick, and Jenna. <laughs> And the Osprey goes to Alex Berman. Congratulations. <laughs> Fantastic. Outstanding. I mean, <laughs> just, a, just a total knockout. Josh needs to get a mention on there, too. He's uh, never like, appeared on the show. Has Jenna? She was in the comments. She's been in the chat. Oh, she's been in the chat. Correct. Okay. Those correct. are the only okay. five who appeared on that is an correct. episode last year. That is correct. Alex is going to be so pumped by this. Like, I, I know. I felt like it was. It's. It's. It's cool that he's going to get the bragging rights. It's nice. Yeah. I hope he gets a belt. And just, I mean, thank you to thank you to Noah and Jordan. What a performance! Outstanding. I, I hope Jordan's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> All right. We move on now to the Owl Be Better Award for the player most likely to take a big step forward in 2021. This is our this is really our training camp preview here. The nominees Jalen Rager, Davion Taylor, Quez Watkins, Jalen Hurts and Andre Dillard. I'm going I'm going to go Bo's boy Jalen Rager. Or I'm sorry, Shields boy Jalen Rager for this one. I think he's well, going to be better this year. Oh, that's the category who's going to be better this year than they were last year? Yes. Could go Dillard, but uh, Rager at least we know is going to play. So yes, I think he would be the safest bet. Rager. Okay. And the Osprey for player most likely to take a big step forward in 2021 goes to Quez Watkins. Congratulations uh, to Quez for pulling that one down. Bit of an upset. He's got some influence. He does. He's he came to the luncheon. That was that was an effective tool on his part. <laughs> there you go. All right, we move on now to a classic, which was won last year by <laughs> Daniel Stern. This is the Shields Dovebird Award. The nominees: Curtis Samuel, Ryan Rossillo, <laughs> Bill Barnwell, Jalen Rager, and Ted Wynn. How do you break it down, Zach? So please explain to me what this 
Like <laughs> sure. or, just, or just what we're doing tonight in general. <laughs> who is the person who we talked the most about? Here. She 11. You know, she, who did oh, she okay. have the crush on over the course uh, of the last season? Is it Probably Shiel Jonah. has a crush on the person or the person has a crush on Shiel? It's Shiel has a crush on the person. Okay. All right. Probably Joe and Riker. Hmm. Sheila, how would you break it down? Yourself? I can't. No, this is like mm. you know you can't. This is like talking about your kids. Yeah, I can't. Just because Sheila had, Sheila had, a, like Sheila was like the Eagles, where he was, mm. he was going against. He was the too board. confident in his own going opinion. against the board. Yeah. With, with, took, with a, took a big old whiff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do have somebody to present this, and Zach, you went to Sheila's old stomping grounds on your trip uh, this summer. Here is another person who spent some time in those parks. I want to say quick congratulations to Jalen for winning Dove Bird of the Year. Congratulations, man. My name is Jordan Norwood. I'm a former Penn State wide receiver and NFL wide receiver. Hanging out here with my family. We're on vacation in Lake Tahoe, California. But I wanted to take a quick second and say congratulations to you. And wish you well, man. Bye. How how do you even go about finding Jordan Norwood on <laughs> Jordan Norwood was a very good college player. Yeah, he was a I mean he was a pretty good for his, you know, for yeah. his stature. He was a pretty good NFL player too. I would agree that. Good, now, little, the, good little rapport with, with Peyton Manning. I I will admit the, I didn't know who that was <laughs> until he said his name. I was like, shoot, I hope this isn't like a current player that I'm supposed to recognize or something. It could be the starting quarterback. I have no idea. The only reason I do think, that sorry, I asked, go ahead, Zach. I said, I said the only reason that I asked what our budget was is because Doug Peterson is on cameo. So mm. I keep, I keep waiting for Doug to pull up here. I will. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I want to give anything away, but Doug is, <laughs> Doug's a little pricey. <laughs> okay, so, so he's beyond our budget. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, if I'm swimming in the Jordan Norwood pool, yeah, I don't know Doug, what Jordan Norwood's uh, rate yet. is. I, uh, yeah, so. I do think though. I do think you know we've been talking about uh, some some new opportunities for birds with friends. I think we should consider sponsoring a uh, a college athlete we i think we should pick somebody out and be the their official sponsor now that they can take deals what do you guys think about that or maybe we should, I, i'm thinking we should do a birds with friends cameo i thought that's well, a, yeah i thought that's what thought that's where you're going interesting right? yeah. okay. like the four of us getting on before a podcast one time and reading my oh that's not a bad idea yeah, yeah. okay Cash right. those checks, right, Gio? Yeah, CTC, yeah, my, uh, yeah, that's cashing the check. Bo is trying to give the money away. You're trying to cash <laughs> the checks. I am a philanthropist at heart. I, I, I would be more uh, with yours. All right, moving on now to the Exit Stage Flight Award for the player the team most needs to replace in 2021. The nominees, Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, Avante Maddox, Jalen Mills, and Nate Gary. Josh Perkins won in 2019. Josh Perkins was the player the Eagles had to most replace. It was an upset at the time. <laughs> okay. I would guess they kept so. bringing him back and kept bringing him back. Okay. Yeah. I think this would be Carson Wentz. Hmm. I would agree, Carson. And the winner for the player the team most needs to replace. Congratulations to Carson Wentz on his second Osprey of the evening. He is the all time Osprey leader with 11 wins. All right. We move on now to Zach's Dove Bird of the Year. The nominees, Tier 2 status, Isaiah Simmons, Trey Thomas, his own turkeys, <laughs> and GameStop. 
Sheila, what do you think about this bad boy? Wait, what? So what did I get? Now you need to explain Again, this his, who, The thing <laughs> that he had the biggest crush on. So, you know, we we made fun of him for his tier two status. We know he loved Isaiah Simmons, the positionless player. Of course, Trey Thomas, who he took in the first round. Oh, okay. I was um, struggling to place the Trey Thomas one. Yes, there. the Trey okay, Thomas was it, all about it. the Lurie era draft. What are, I mean, one of the one of the biggest reaches in draft history? Of course, his own turkeys because he refused. Yeah. You know, he kept hoarding his turkeys and super sorecasting. And then GameStop, uh, just because he's such a markets guy. Yeah, no, I, I think this is easy. That would be his own turkeys because uh, he really wanted to hold on to that those bad boys mm. till the end. He was confident in his strategy, and so uh, I think he I think he loved his own turkeys more than everyone else on here. Well, I was too invested in the idea of compound interest, right? Mm. I, I didn't realize I didn't get any interest on them. Carl Nassib, shout out. There you go. Uh, to present this award, we go to somebody who is uh, familiar with you know where Zach used to order his insomnia cookies. What's going on, everyone? This is Eric Devendor, former Syracuse basketball player. Now, I heard there is an award that has been given out this year for Zach's Dove Bird of the Year, and that is going to Trey Thomas. Trey, I want to say congratulations to you, man. Uh, I know Zach, he's definitely appreciative of you uh, and everything that you do. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Keep giving back. Keep inspiring. Keep motivating. Um, and you already know what time it is. It's Syracuse Orange time, and we Cuse for life, baby. Congratulations, Trey. Keep doing your thing, and go Cuse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Eric Devendorf presenting an award to I, I Trey. Covered Eric. I, I covered Eric, and I, and I knew him a bit, so that's uh, that was nice to see Eric on there. I'm glad. That's good. Oh he was happy to he was happy to help out. All right. Uh, we move on now. This is a this is another first here, and this is the Cecil B. Duckbill Award for Lifetime Achievement. And this award is going to a man who has been nominated for seven Ospreys, but shockingly has never won one until now. He led the team or leads the team in receiving over the course of Birds with Friends history. He's responsible for scoring. Just, just picture someone clipping that and sending it to Trey Thomas. <laughs> like, Excuse me. Hell? This is an important moment. Okay. okay sorry, this guy ahead, has sorry, done a lot ahead. for the team, and this okay. is his moment, and you are stepping okay. in. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Go He's ahead. responsible for scoring the most important touchdown in franchise history, and his mother follows all of us on Twitter. So for another few hours, he's still an eagle. And so tonight, we celebrate Zach Ertz with the presentation of the Cecil B. Duckbill Award. And here to honor him, please give a warm welcome to Carly J. Jepson. Ertz. Oh, my God. Oh, and we wonder how we get to three hours. <laughs> All that build up so he could say Earth. Earth. All right. What a touchy moment. Make sure you guys check out Shield's story on the on the village that it takes to create Zachary. I thought that was going to be a Deshaun Zachary. Jackson uh, award when you were saying his mom hmm. follow. It could be multiple players. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's Let's true. move on. Okay, now you can now you can make your point about Eric Diemendorf. No, 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 no
Uh, we move on now to Bo's Dove Bird of the Year. The nominees, Sua Opeta, Elijah Riley, Jordan Mailata, Jack Del Rio, and Lou Monte. Lou is, of course, the person who sang the original Dominique the Donkey. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I, I didn't know that one. I'm going uh, Elijah Riley on the, on this one. Uh, okay. You have uh, an odd fascination with, with Elijah Riley. Probably because you respect the troops. So, <laughs> oh, look at you with the joke. <laughs> this this is a tough one. I mean, you definitely talked about Suo Peta and Elijah Riley way more than was necessary uh, the entire season. Jack Del Rio, however, is tempting after you crushed him, and then you know he produces a nice defense. That's a, that's a nice one there. I do picture. Yeah, I guess we would have Elijah Riley. I mean, no one else. You know said a word about him oh people want del rio i'm looking at the comments mm. here i'm gonna go del rio i'm gonna be a man of the people here interesting Jack del rio and because it would probably make you the maddest hmm. okay well we do have somebody pre to present this award as well <laughs> jack Chris del rio <laughs> let's bring it in let's bring it's him in wwe hall of famer tito santana giving a shout out a little confusing shout out to jack booked by Bo. And a little bit about this situation. A small part of Bo is grateful for Jack, but they still want to know where JDR was on January the 6th. Well, I don't know how you feel about January the 6th. Uh, I didn't really appreciate what happened in the White House, but it's over. <laughs> I can't tell you the answer. Bo is the one who loves Tito Santana. And I want to thank you for keeping that wrestling figure. I want to thank you for being a Strikeforce fan. What is the occasion? The occasion Dove Bird of the Year Award. I hope you got it. Or I hope you are going to get this award. Jack, Bo, thank you for being a Tito Santana fan. Take care of yourselves. Arriba! Oh my God. Oh, I thought Bo just froze for a second. Just fantastic. I he was going down. What a performance from Tito. I mean, El Matador. I do still have no, got I'm that not wrestling figure comment. somewhere. Yeah. Just delightful. And, you know, congratulations to Jack Del Rio on winning his first Osprey. Bo, you are a creative man. Well, you got to give Marissa credit for putting this old bad boy together. Marissa, you, you are an outstanding producer. Trust, I don't think Marissa wants anything to any credit, any connection, any link, anything to do with this. So let's let's just on the this record. This is your resume right here. Let's yeah, give both. I've been preparing this for like ten days now. So, oh so this might sound ignorant. I don't know much about cameo. <laughs> do they have to read a script like like is it's it, a very like they're, I, they're put in a very difficult situation because it's like a it's like three questions like what is the occasion okay. uh like and, and like it, and so it's hard for you know so i say like uh congratulate them on winning this award and, and like and what do, and one of the questions is like why why do you like this person like who is why are you booking this person and so why you know? I don't know what Jack Del Rio thinks about Tito Santana, but I like Tito Santana. He's my guy. So, 
know, so yeah, that, because the the part that is cracking me up the most is just how confused <laughs> all these cameo people are by what they're reading, right? You know, so like I I keep wondering, hmm. are are they thinking is is this worth the X amount of dollars of government? Yeah, I think it? many of them probably canceled their uh, accounts. <laughs> this is the well, last I will say there was did. only there was only one person who was booked on cameo and didn't deliver. It was a surprising one, and it was. <laughs> Remember Zach when I wanted you to do a Rusty Ranks beers type thing, drinking uh, drinking yes. twelve beers. It was Rusty, and Rusty did not come through. He must have wow. been too many deep. So there exactly. You go. All right, we settle down now for the five big awards. These oh, are the cool. these are, the, these are right. the big five every year, and so we settle down. We get into the nitty gritty. Okay, the cameos are over. We settle down. These are the five big ones. All right. The first one is. The Palm Doriel for best team performance and the nominees, you know, again, bad season last year. So it's not as exciting, but the nominees week 17 against Washington week four against San Francisco week 14 against New Orleans week seven against the Giants and the bye. Well, the bye is a classic one, but definitely week 14 versus the Saints. I agree. Uh, by the way, uh, last year's winner of the Bose Dovebird, Peter King. And uh, the previous Zach's Dovebird was Eli Manning. The uh, Osprey for Palm Doriel for best team performance goes to week 14 against the Saints. Congratulations to uh, that specific week of performance by the Eagles. Next up, we have the Gullet Surprise for best play of the entire season. And the nominees, Carson Wentz to Travis Fulgham for a 42-yard game-winning touchdown against the San Francisco 49ers. Jalen Hurts with an 81-yard touchdown to Deshaun Jackson at the beginning of the game against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 16. Carson Wentz to Boston Scott for the game-winning touchdown against the New York Giants. Uh, Joe Osman getting run over by Nick Chubb. And Jalen Rager's punt return touchdown against the Packers. I'm, I'm going Wentz-Fogham here. I mean, that was a significant one. Uh, yeah, put them ahead Seems in the big game. The time. You got to write a good uh, Fulgham story that week. Appreciate that. I was proud of that one. Oh, I'm, I, any thoughts, Jill? No, no idea. Okay. And the Osprey for best play of the 2020 season goes to Jalen Hurts' 81-yard okay. touchdown to Deshaun Jackson against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 16. For a very fleeting moment, it seemed like the Eagles were maybe headed to the playoffs. We move on now to the Gullet Surprise for Best Individual Game Performance. The nominees, Deshaun Jackson, his one catch for one touchdown for 81 yards against the Dallas Cowboys, which we just talked about. Uh, Derek Barnett going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Half a sack, two quarterback hits, and constant pressure working against Trent Williams. Jalen Hurts going 17 for 30 for 167 yards and a touchdown, plus 106 yards rushing against the Saints. Travis Fulgham for his 10 catches for 152 yards and a touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers and Brandon Graham against the Bengals, two sacks, four quarterback hits. Ooh. The Fulgham one, I that, that was the peak, right? I mean, that was, yeah, that that was, was a losing effort, though. Mm, true. How about Hurts, Hurts against the Saints, 100-100, right? So Hurts has been getting a lot of love. As BG mm. won an award today. Uh, Brendan Graham has not won an award tonight. Mm, not won an Osprey. Yeah. He has three career Ospreys. 
I don't remember much about that performance, but uh, you know, it's kind of like when you give the Oscar to the Lifetime Achievement. You know, mm-hmm. the game ended yeah. in a tie. Oh they, right, that oh that they one. They punted okay. away. Yes. So they could have lost without Brendan Graham. All right, then there you go. He saved them. And the Gullet Surprise for Best Individual Game Performance goes to Travis Fulgham for his monster performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fulgham leading the way with four Ospreys tonight. Congratulations wow. to him. What a night. All right, two awards left. We move on to the Chickadee Defensive Player Award. Pretty self-explanatory. Defensive Player of the Year. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, Rodney McLeod, and Derek Barnett. There you go. Here's where we can get Brandon Graham his award. Yeah, Brandon Graham making his first Pro Bowl this year. Mm. No uh, no love for Darius Slay, huh? They paid him all that money? They gave up all that capital? No? Okay. This for the Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Brandon Graham. Okay. And the Osprey for Defensive Player of the Year goes uh, to Brandon Graham. Congratulations to Brandon Graham. All right. Guys, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. The Emperor Penguin Award for King or Queen of the Season. Last year's winner, an upset. Boston Scott took it down. The nominees this year, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata, Travis Fulgham, Jalen Hurts, and the big man himself, Roger Goodell. When we think about the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles season. Hopefully not that much, but who is it that we will think about? Well, frankly speaking, like I would think about it in a negative way. Like I would think about Wentz or Peterson, right? But it, this is supposed to be who we think of in a positive way on the correct. year. Is yes. that correct? Uh, so I would probably go Jordan Mailata. Like if I look back mm. at, at that year, him establishing himself as a potential left tackle, but yeah, you're the one who thinks Dillard pick. is going to be the left tackle. Well, I, you know what? We we made those predictions in March, April, mm. and we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know if I would stand by that. I am tempted to go with Roger Goodell because, you know, Bo in uh, in April is – they're not going to get any games in. They get a full season in, and now they're vacationing together in Maine. I mean, what a turnaround uh, year over year. For Bo and Kamish. Now, I don't know if that's the uh, nature of the award, the spirit of the award, but I am tempted to do that because you would have to give him the award. You'd have to give him the big bro hug. We would get that. We could blow it up. We could frame it. It could be in your background near the weird door for the rest of our pods all year. <laughs> Who did you go with, Zach? I went with my lot of based on that explanation. Give me Roger Goodell. All right. Mm. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Let's give it to Roger Goodell. All right. And the Osprey for the Emperor Penguin for King or Queen of the Season. You know what? We do. We have a presenter. Jalen, what's going on, man? This is Ben DiNucci from the Dallas Cowboys. I wanted to reach out. Uh, I know you won the Emperor Penguin of the Year Award. Uh, Wish I knew what that was. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, But wanted to reach out, tell you congratulations. Um, Hopefully you win it again next year and uh, have a good one. Wait, did he say who? My own. He said uh, Jalen. He said Jalen Hurts. Oh, he did. He did. Okay. Although it actually turns out we have a we have a bit of a Warren Beatty moment here. Uh, I've checked the envelope, and it was not Jalen Hurts. The winner 
of the Emperor Penguin Award for King or Queen of the 2020 season is Marissa Morris. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> I think Jalen Hurts wins it. <laughs> Mar Marissa, any words? I'm speechless. Ben, you're, you're overcome with emotion. I'm as, looking for a video to play. <laughs> How much was the Ben DiNucci cameo? I need to know. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. It fit, it fit the budget. That's all I can say. All right. I, I, I mean, Goodell must be uh, must be besides himself right now. Right? He got the he kept, he made sure they had a season. By the way, a little trivia question here. Okay, which NFL head coach was born in the same? Hometown was born in the same town as Roger Goodell. I know the answer. I Gio? do not. No, I don't. Nick Sirianni. Oh, little never, tease right I, there. I never heard of him. <laughs> Zach's just got all these nuggets <laughs> that have been bottled. He's bottled up for weeks. Yeah. He's just going to be walking around the city yeah. tomorrow, stopping people left and right with these. <laughs> He's going to be showing him his story. That's where that's where it comes from. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you to everybody for uh, for joining the second, fourth annual Osprey Awards. Thank you, of course, to all our presenters. Very generous of them uh, with their time, and we thank them all. There is one uh, piece of business left for the listeners to do, and that is to uh, tell us what the Nest in Show Award was for the best Birds with Friends episode of the year. You can do that by uh, tweeting at Shiel with hashtag BWF Road Trip and, uh, or I guess hashtag <laughs> Nest and Show is fine. <laughs> Tweet at Bo. <laughs> this is a one night only uh, participation for me. <laughs> uh, and so uh, otherwise that'll do it. We will, we will be back on Wednesday to begin our daily pods as training camp begins. Hard to believe that uh, we've got that ahead of us, but uh, thank you all for joining, guys. What did you, what did you learn tonight? What are your what are your final thoughts on the 2020 season, and most importantly, the Ospreys? I learned a lot more about Cameo, and frankly, I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I, I I've read about it, but I I don't have the app on my phone, and uh, now I'm I'm pretty curious about it. Got me excited for the next season of the challenge. I think someone in the chat requested a supercut. Uh, so if you're an enterprising listener and want to put together a supercut of all the uh, cameos that we played during this episode, you can do that. If you are a, a new listener, a first time listener, what an odd time to join. Yeah, I mean, really, just delete. Join us down the road here. Uh, I can't promise it'll get better, but uh, it, it will be different than what you heard here. And, and this episode will make more sense to you next year at this time. Do you I, think we're going to do that this time again next year, or do you think we'll move the Ospreys back to their original time in the spring? Uh, we're going to have everybody together, hopefully. Yeah, a lot, a lot can happen between now and then. So quick question for our <laughs> We're actually going to do it at my wedding in February. Oh, Ooh. there you go. Well, that's it. We'll be dressed perfect. up, right? We're going to be attired. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Sorry, Michael. I got to I gotta edit this uh, uh, Boston <laughs> Scott <Ospreys>. cameo. <laughs> what were you going to say, Zach? I was going to ask our our listeners. You mentioned the uh, daily pod. I said that our 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 listeners would you, would you like to be viewers? Do you think we should have YouTube every day, or do you like it when it's more of an event? Right, like if if we say X day each week, we'll be on on YouTube. So whether you leave it in the comments, leave it in the reviews, tweet at me. us. 
Yes, yes. Message Marissa. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm curious if if you want the daily pods as audio or if you actually want to watch them live. Fair enough. And the listeners want to know if how many showers a day Zach you anticipate so, taking during training yeah. camp. So the rebirth uh, <laughs> day. At, at least two, and uh, depending on on the workout regimen or or depending mm. on um, if we're doing a live pod that kind of thing, perhaps three, but, but certainly, you know, the, the, the post, the, we're talking way more about this than we need to, but the post-practice shower, the post-practice shower is an important one. So there you go. Now, if you're writing, do you do, you write, you shower before you write? I shower, I shower, I shower when I get home from practice. It's the first thing you do. Well, I, even I'll if there's a bit. there's a breaking news thing you got to get out. No, I mean if there's breaking news, I I okay. get right to it. But like you, I mean, I mean you're out there all day. You you know you you're you're, you're sweating. You're so yeah. You want to be fresh. Fair enough. Okay, I made sure to shower before the Ospreys, of course. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, this episode of Birds with Friends and the second fourth annual Osprey Awards. Thank you again to everybody for watching and listening. Thanks to the presenters. And thank you to Marissa for, uh, for putting up with the nonsense. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. We've got a lot to get to. And as always, we love you.